We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Amelia was telling me when she got here that apparently a bunch of witches are getting their calling. They're waking up right now. So in addition to a podcast, we are starting a coven. Yeah. Anybody want to join? Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. It feels like we're doing a seance because we're holding hands. Um, You know what I've been watching? You. <gasps> have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Have, have, is this? This is my first time. You, oh I've my God. So you're it. starting on season one. Yep. I'm on episode eight of season one right now. So I have two more episodes left in the season. This is what an exciting moment for you. I honestly, you was one of those shows that I was like, there's no way it's going to live up to the hype. Everybody freaks the fuck out about how good the show is. And it's actually, and you know what changed my mind was Cardi B. <laughs> Because I feel like she, she has high expectations. She does that. Yeah. She does. You know, she, her and Penn Badgley, is that how you say his name? Badgley, I think. Yeah. I don't know. They like met and then she was like, oh my God, I found Joe. And then he figured out her address and sent her like a box, like <laughs> as Joe. And I was like, all right, it's time. I have to watch it. I love a good PR the com- move. The commitment. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Also, it's so fucking good. Just reading what he has to say about Joe like in interviews is like he's like yeah this guy is insane yeah (laughs) and he's so good at it like Mm -hmm. his little micro expressions like i don't know i don't know and it's like it's so interesting how they write him like you're kind of rooting for him and then you're like somehow on his side but but i think that's like that's what i love about the show is because you can get into the thoughts of someone who is like a psychopath, a sociopath, a yeah. narcissist. And he like has no idea. He's like, no, he like thinks he's doing the, the right shit. Oh, he like, thinks he's so virtuous. He's like talking about my hair was bugging him. Um, also, this was a bad idea. It's so noisy. Um, he's talking about I'm not I'm trying to not do any spoilers in case I'm not the last person in the world to see it. But like when he's talking about Peach stalking Beck, like she's he's crazy. Like, she's like stalking you. I'm like it's you he truly thinks that he's just like doing the right thing mm-hmm. i don't know the first time somebody told me to watch this was when i was dating a guy that um katie was saying like i don't feel good about this like you have to watch you this is like exactly how it is on you 
Um, and it is. I mean, like, he, I don't think he wasn't stalking me, but like the obsessive behavior was similar. He like knew too much about me and he was like always trying to be there for me and like be like caring and protective and shit. And Katie's like, like what kind of stuff? I got that vibe too. Yeah. He's just like, I don't like he would just it, it was like he w- went back into my like very old tweets and was like he like knew too much about like my favorite movies and like the shit that I would like talk about that was like kind of obscure. He would like bring up in conversation and like he knew about all my friends um, like just through social media and like I could tell that he was going through my liked tweets like shit like that. I was mm-hmm. like this is normal behavior. Now that I'm watching you I'm like no I understand what you meant. I want to pose a question yeah um i'm going to play a cis hetero white guy mm. instead of devil's advocate and play cis hetero white guy advocate Please. um how do you feel like that is different than like when we do shit like that yeah that's because good- i'm i like Going through someone's, like, tweets, I did that shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Me too. I fucking do that shit. I was like, what is he doing? He didn't text me back. He's on Twitter. It was, like, I think that it was paired with his, like, aggressive behavior toward me. He was very... You haven't talked about this guy on the podcast just because I know it's been, like... A while. Um, Well, and also for a while, when you would talk about him, I would always cut it out because I had this awful gut feeling Mm -hmm. that he might do something. Yeah. Yeah. to hurt you or I don't know I, I didn't have a I didn't have a good feeling and that's why I removed it I'm glad I listened to my gut yeah me too don't really know what this guy's up to now but yeah we're not even gonna give him a nickname because there's like nothing really to like sum him up without giving it away yeah he was um he he was like kind of like mean to you mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. like um he would try and make you feel bad yeah yeah totally yeah whenever I like brought anything up to him or like when when I like tried ending it with him it was like always a very aggressive like gaslighty kind of situation yeah it's like well I don't even like you or right like what am I trying to make you my girlfriend like yeah like you don't need to be mad that I just don't feel the same way right right so I don't know when yeah it's just I was flying a little too close to the sun on that and now that I'm watching you I'm like oh fuck like and I know that it's scripted and like everything, but it's so. I guess there is a the difference. Time. There is a difference between like being curious and mm-hmm. being like, I want to know what this person likes yeah. versus like being um, like intentional and I don't want to say malicious, but you there's like a purpose behind it, which is to be like, I'm going to get to know to know this person. Yeah. And use this information to go talk to them. Yep. Or appeal to them. Yep. I also think that if I were doing something like that, I don't know if I would like try and like disguise it. Like, yeah oh um i'm gonna talk bring up your favorite movie or something you just tweeted about or liked or whatever yeah i'd just be like oh my god i saw this yeah i saw you saw this yeah there there are ways what do you think or like make a joke i don't know right right like oh this there are ways to make it not weird i think it was like so he like covered it up so much that it was like but i could still t- it was just very very strange behavior yeah. i don't know he in in if you haven't seen you just skip the next like 30 seconds i'll give you time um okay they when they broke up in season one and like she was like going through his shit and she was he was going through her shit and it was just kind of like if i can't see what you're doing how do i know that you're okay like that is such a human experience like there's such a big difference between joe doing that and joe doing what he was doing all of the episodes before which was like 
killing her ex-boyfriend <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just like a really interesting juxtaposition of behaviors of like normal kind of like quote-unquote like stalkerish behavior and then like actual stalkerish behavior i don't know it's just a really interesting the show is a work of art mm-hmm. it is like a it is beautiful it just gets better and better oh i'm so excited i finished season three like a month ago or something oh shit yeah when it came out i binged all of it obviously <laughs> right i can't stop it's like all i think about i started it two days ago and i'm like trying to like really pace myself <laughs> well this also kind of leads into a couple of things i've been thinking about over the last few weeks that oh. i wanted to talk to you about perfect so the first one is just to kind of touches a little bit on what we just talked about of like oh looking at like someone's tweet like tweets to see like what they're doing yeah <laughs> um just kind of like doing these things to keep tabs so I was thinking of this, like, this girl that I saw on TikTok was explaining how she would hide her story from everyone Liz. and then, um, like, would make these, like, posts, like, where she's dressed up cute, like, she's going to go out on the town. <laughs> I sound so old. Out on the town. Hit the town yeah. with the girls. Yeah. No, she's just, like, like, she's going out with her friends and stuff or, like, going on a date or whatever. And specifically so her ex would see mm-hmm. and like be like oh what's she doing and like to make him jealous block it from everyone except him yeah so it was still her public story but no one else could see it except for him mm-hmm. and then she was like people always think this is so entertaining and like i want to talk about it and then i was like i comments go right to the comments yeah. and everyone is like oh i've done this and like i'll play music in the background like party background sounds like music and like people talking so it sounds like they're at a party yeah damn so that's that's a level of commitment like and then she was like yeah i like posted like um i I turned i went into my closet and turned all the lights off and like took a selfie so it looks like i was at like a club or something and she's like it doesn't really it's just like dark i don't she's like i didn't do very well with this picture but (laughs) that is so fucking she was like this is on new year's and then after i like got all dressed up i changed into sweatpants and spent the night with like my mom and my sister that is the shit okay when you texted me this it was like such a sigh of relief because i did that shit so much toward the end of me and my ex's relationship like i hid at the time i had like 1100 followers and i hid my story from every single one of them he didn't follow me anymore but I was noticing he was checking my stories sometimes but I didn't like what am I gonna like add him to a close friend story he doesn't follow me so it's like he's not gonna see that because that's what like when I would talk to people about this or like I talked to really just Katie about it I was like I was telling her and she's like doesn't like close friend story exist it's like but it's then they see that it's close friend story and like I can't have that I need him to think that I'm just like doing this publicly so then I would like add his friends to the list of people who could see it like so there was like an orbit it was so fucking nuts so knowing that there were people in the comments like oh yeah makes me feel so much better about it this is the the like crazy uh, like air quote crazy behavior that I think that we feel alone in doing and we're not part of me was like the some of the comments that I was reading I was like women are fucking brilliant (laughs) yeah that's amazing I was like the lengths we will just figure out how something works and be like, mm, how can I make this work for me? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and although I do think like these are clearly like self-destructive behaviors, Absolutely. I'm also not above them. Like I've totally done shit like no. this. Yeah. Like uh, when I wanted to make someone jealous, I remember I showed you what I wanted to post and it was like when someone was like DMing me something. Um, 
like a famous person and I was like, oh my God, I don't show that he's in my DMs, but I only want one person to see it. So they were the only person on my close friends and I wanted him to be jealous. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. He was not jealous. He was like, that's so fucking cool. <gasps> oh, I remember. Yes, <laughs> I remember this. Yes, yes, yes. It was like, oh. See, the close friend story though is, it could be such a, like I used to treat my close friend story as like a free only fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt blessed. So I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you were on it. Because it was around the time that we started the podcast and I was like, mm-hmm. see, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like sexy. <laughs> I can talk about sex like publicly. <laughs> I'm like totally cool. But it was like very, I can't imagine doing that now. I've been added to some guys, close friend stories that are like that. And I'm like, wow. And I don't know if it's just, be- I think it's different when you're also attracted to them. Uh huh. You know, it's like if you're added to a guy that you're attracted to his close friend story and it's like thirst traps, it's like, oh, but then it's like, if it's just like a friend of yours, it's like, ugh. You know? I'm added to some people's close friends and I'm like, we're not close friends. I haven't talked to you yes. or like what kind of stuff or do you want me to be seeing? Yes. Isn't that strange? I never post on, I like almost never post on my close friends, but I, the things I do post on my close friends, it's stuff that I think people would be entertained by, but I just don't want to share with the general public. Like a lot of horoscope stuff. Oh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, I can't, I don't know. Like I would, I used to post like some really weird shit. At the beginning of the pandemic because I was so bored. Yeah, heard. So heard. That was like my elite content. It was yeah. like my my free Patreon. Yes. <laughs> for for people. I remember I added someone to my close friends who are like, fuck yeah, this is the content I want. Yeah, okay. So I was just about to say, like, there are some people that add me to their close friends list that I haven't talked to in years, and I'm like, what the fuck? But then there are other people that add me to their close friends list that I'm like kind of peripherally friends with, but I think they're really fucking cool. And then I get mm-hmm. added to their close friends list. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I fucking made it. <laughs> it's just such a good and it, feeling. I don't know. We're all stupid and posting stupid stuff on our close friends, like what we made for dinner or something or, i don't know yeah I'm trying to think of I the almost, last thing i almost posted my uh spotify wrapped on my close friends Did you but post- to be honest i love looking at people's spotify me too wrapped. people are such jerks about I it i wanted to see i i like seeing what people are me listening too. to and like um it's like music astrology for me <laughs> i'm right. like oh okay so those are your top three all right what songs do you have? Bo Burnham, are you okay? <laughs> right. Why is Bo Burnham your number two artist? Do you need to talk? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, me and Squint sat down. He was over a, a few nights ago, and we just sat down and went through a close friends list one by one. Or not close friends list. Um, the Spotify wrapped one by one. We would, like, play one slide and then pause it, and then the other person would play a slide. I love and that. we just, like, talked about it. <laughs> it was just such, like, a stupid little, like, activity for us to do, but it was so fun because it's like i don't know what have you been listening to it was so fun well so i wanted to ask what is like the greatest length you think you've gone to like i know we've talked about stuff like this before in past episodes but that was also like a year and a half ago so the greatest length that i've gone changed to like like stock what's your like sleuth level ability Mm. Ooh, that's a really good question. Like something that you just, I mean, we're open books at this point. So, but under normal circumstances where you didn't have a podcast, what is something that you wouldn't want people to know? I've just done so much creepy shit. I mean, I obviously have a burner Instagram. I actually don't go on it very much anymore. I really only, I use my burner 
rarely. It's like if I want to look at something someone posted, but I don't want to accidentally like it or something that's or safe. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like if I'm going to creep on someone I don't know. Yeah. That's what I, I go use. But I'm not looking at anyone specific. It's just like, oh, I want to do like if I'm looking at someone, if I'm creeping on your behalf, like yeah. because I'm being nosy, I'll go to the, my burner account because I'm like, oh, I want to see like what they're doing. Like, yeah. who do they know? What are they doing? But yeah, that's, otherwise, that's I used to use point. it a little too toxically. Like, that, yeah, that's why I, got I would look mine. at people who like used to date my boyfriend and make myself mad for no reason because I literally don't know these people or what they're like and he doesn't talk about them at all so it's just too easy to spiral like, I have nothing to be upset about but I'm gonna find something to be upset about it's just we, I've said this a million times on the podcast but it's been a while like my therapist I was talking to my therapist about this exact thing I'm like the shit is too accessible like I, it's too easy for me to see like what my ex is doing or like what like my ex's girlfriend is doing like there's just like it's too easy and she was like yeah and this is so new because like back in my day she's like really young she's like 40 but she's like back when I was dating like I had to drive by my ex's house to see what he was doing like we didn't have everything right in front of us it's like too easy to figure shit out now and it's like you have to actively stop yourself from doing it and once I deleted my burners and like stopped just like digging through the internet I started feeling so much better yeah it removes this huge because you're making yourself anxious. Yeah. For no reason. Because you'll, you'll find, if you're looking for something, I mean, you'll find you become addicted to the feeling. Mm-hmm. I get, it feels like you're getting like a high from finding something that like makes you angry. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? It's also like, if you're, if you're looking to deconfirm something, you get addicted to that feeling. It's like when you go mm-hmm. to, it's like. I'm going to look for this. And if I don't find it, I'm going to feel better. And it's like, then you don't find you it. Don't. It's like, oh my God, then you feel better for like 10 minutes. I feel like I, when I would be like, oh, I'm going to go look for something. And if I find, I don't find anything, I'll feel better. Like when I would do that, I always would find something. And the worst is when you don't find anything. And then you're like, I am such a fucking asshole. Mm. Like, why do I think that I don't deserve to be with someone who is just kind to me? Yeah. And then I'm like, how come I haven't dated anyone like that before? And then I just go into, into a this different spiral. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why don't I believe I deserve this level of like love and care? Yeah. Uh, yeah. God. No, there's that's like you really something that I've learned through therapy is like there's there are so many deep, deep reasons for the behaviors that we have. Well, also, uh, alternatively, my therapist, when I've talked to her about stuff like this, she's like, well, if they're posting it for anyone to see, like, who cares if you see it? Mm-hmm. But she does say the same thing of, like, this is pretty new. Yeah. Having this ability to, like, see people's lives. I also, while we're talking about social media, I have a pet peeve of people being like, well, what you see on social media isn't real. I'm like, sometimes it fucking is. Like, yeah. sometimes people are really fucking happy. Yeah. Like, um, of course, people are posting, like, the positive stuff. Mm-hmm. And not everyone is posting, like, negative. Like, oh, I had a bad day. Yeah. I think that's more common now. Right. Like, where people are, like, going to talk a little more deeply about something or share, like, some deeper feelings. Um, But, like, 
I'm not going to, like, post a picture of me, like, sitting on the toilet, like, oh, had a, a rough day. Yeah, taking a massive <laughs> shit right Yeah, now. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it just, of course, people are going to post the best things because, like, but I, I don't think it's because they're, like, they want other people to think that they're living some dream life. It's just, like, yeah, I'm doing this cool thing and I documented it. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe other, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people are posting, like, they want to give the facade that they're like living some amazing like influencer yeah. mom life. I'm, I think a lot of people are masking their like being sad with stuff like that. So I think that there are some people like you're saying that like do do that. Yeah. But I think the majority of people, especially now, like with Gen Z being so obsessed with like being anxious and depressed and like making sure that because it's kind of trendy right now to be anxious and depressed. Not saying that they're not, but like people are really airing it out like they never have before. And like that kind of feels like the new that like the pendulum is swung to the other side now it's like everyone was like trying to like look like these like travel influencers and now everyone's like we're all fucking sad let's all be like sad together and i hadn't even thought about that Mm. i wonder if it's gonna swing back maybe because maybe post-pandemic when the roaring 20s happen again i watched this trend forecaster say that like the you know how like the low rise jeans and shit like that those are those trends are coming back and she's like the inevitable after of that is like gonna be kind of like this like punk grunge hippie thing like you know like kesha yeah back in the day Fuck, like yeah. 2010 kesha oh my god i'm putting glitter on my face every day i'm stoked me too i am stoked for the punk rock return mm-hmm. um and just because of social media and how accessible just like information is i'm interested to see like how it will be different yeah because it's gonna be like similar but with like a new age twist yeah 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 it'll be interesting i was just like trying to envision because i'm thinking about like what kourtney kardashian looks like right now now that she's like engaged to travis parker and like how much her style's changed and i fucking love her style now i'm like i can get down with that Mm -hmm. i don't know like i don't know megan fox always looks like a little bit yeah like a little bit grungy and like a little bit punk rocky i could get down with it i could make it work i could make it work i started wearing mascara again and that's kind of always running oh my god so like i kind of already have like the under eye dark i'm so fucking ready i was born for this here we are let's go we're ready leaning into your fucking punk rock phase (laughs) again i was just looking at all my old myspace pictures shit's wild man well my myspace is gone for forever so is mine so (sighs) the pictures i had will never be right i saved uh, some on my facebook which is how i saw them but um one other last stalker tidbit type thing that i wanted to talk about that i've been seeing a lot of um air tags yo air tag so if people haven't heard or seen about seen anything about this uh people are using air tags to track mostly women um like hiding them on people's cars like in the license plate things like that um and uh i do think that there's a theory that sex traffickers are doing it um so that's a new fear to unlock for you but your phone will notify you that like where the air tag is in your vicinity is like tracking you so that had like Apple had to create this alert. Thank God. <laughs> like you are being traced essentially. 
was it were our- or like the person with the air tag can see where you your location is because i think it can see like oh the air tag is not near this person right but it's like the phone is so close by yeah are air tags like tiles like do, do you put them on like your keys to like mm-hmm. not to not lose your keys that's what they're for yeah i never like heard that. about them until this like scary shit started happening with them mm-hmm. okay so that was my first question my second thing is whenever like these trends start popping up like of like how sex traffickers are like tracking people i feel like they move on to something else like when like something gets like blown up then they're like we can't, we can't keep using this i also I think that the way people are sex trafficked is way more like they're not coming up with all these new tactics. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same things Mm -hmm. for the most part. Most that's how most sex traffickers are operating. Yeah. I think just like staying like hyper vigilant all the time, no matter what (laughs) is probably the way to go. Mm -hmm. But now I want to like check underneath my car and shit and like in my license plate. It's just like, I don't know. Shit's fucking scary. I think, well, I think you'd get a notification again. Right, and I, so I think that that's just like... It's oh. insane that they had to even make that. Like, this is the opposite of what their intention was. Right. Like, right. And I don't know, I'm just always... I think maybe because I'm watching you so much recently. <laughs> like, knowing how visible my apartment is from the street. Like, you saw it. It's mm-hmm. so visible. And, like, unless I'm closing all of my blinds, which I don't like i don't know you don't want to live it it's already dark enough it's so dark i don't want to fucking close my blinds all the time you can't really see in there during the day but at night it's you can see everything i'm doing in there yeah and i just like don't love that i don't know just like always feeling watched or like you always kind of have to like keep an eye out for yourself because somebody might put like an air tag on your fucking car like that's just fucking bizarre so now you have to like think holistically like oh i guess i'll never post a picture of my car right shit like that mm-hmm. can i change gears to something fun yeah okay please so um so i stumbled upon this article of um so we always say there are no stupid questions like whenever people write into us and all the questions that y'all send us are not dumb so this is not a slight but i found this article of um 12 what the fuck sex questions you won't believe people have actually asked and it's all men that have asked these questions which i think makes it even funnier (laughs) and i'm gonna read you a couple of them so this is one of them two days ago i had unprotected sex with my girlfriend to prevent pregnancy we bought a plan b pill but in the heat of the moment i popped it instead of her can it cause any complications for me (laughs) why would he take it this is what good sex ed programs are so important i want to know what his thoughts were of like no i just want to live on the edge i don't know if they were he was just like so expensive yeah they are i bet it made his nipple sensitive yeah maybe oh yeah Ooh. yeah i don't know tender and maybe how you feel after you eat like a lot of soy yeah (laughs) um if a man and woman masturbate at the same time thinking about sex can it lead to pregnancy Or like, or someone who like, uh, I don't know, was raised by like someone ultra religious. Yeah, it's so sad. That's like when I thought that I was pregnant from dry humping my boyfriend with jeans on mm-hmm. growing up. My Mormon boyfriend. You just don't know. You just can't be too sure. <laughs> Neither of us had gotten the education we needed at that point. Um, okay, there's only a few more of these. <laughs> 
I'm only reading the really good ones. How will a child born from a mix of semen samples of a black man, white man, an Indian man, and a Chinese man turn out? <laughs> you don't like put the semen in like a blender and they all become just one. Oh my god. I like that concept though. Me too. It kind of sounds like I'd take it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um but that's not how that works. <laughs> I have heard that any kind of acidic substance can prevent pregnancy. Can I pour some drops of lemon or orange juice in my girlfriend's vagina after intercourse? Will it harm her? <laughs> I kind of get it. Like, thinking logically without, like, a whole lot of logic. <laughs> I guess that would make sense. It doesn't work. It won't work. But just pour some apple cider vinegar in there. Yeah. just like It fixes everything. Funnel. Yeah. Funnel some apple cider vinegar in your a girlfriend's vagina. A little bit of coconut vagina. oil. <laughs> I haven't... Every time I look for a home remedy for something, the answer is apple cider vinegar or coconut oil and um cayenne pepper mm-hmm. that's a big one yeah i was doing shots of apple cider vinegar and cayenne pepper every morning for a while there um don't do that if you have acid reflux i found out the hard way what were you doing that for um we were you lost, doing one of those little cleanse things it was like during Oof. when i turned 25 i had like a big like eating disorder relapse and um i cried the entire night leading up to my 25th birthday because i had gained like three pounds it was awful 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 oh, man. and i started taking shots of apple cider vinegar, vinegar and cayenne pepper and lemon juice every single morning and that shit burns your esophagus would mm-hmm. not would not recommend um opening up the mailbag and that's the dumbest fucking thing i've ever said <laughs> in my life we just got a letter we just got a letter we just got a letter i wonder if this is copyright <laughs> I think it's just different. I think if you key it up a little bit like you did, <laughs> I think we're safe from copyright infringements. Um, just listen to your latest podcast episode, episode 65, and you were worried about them being able to smell your butt when doing doggy style. Well, as a queer person who only has sex with humans with vaginas, I can tell you I have never noticed butt smells, even in a 69 position, which I feel like if you're going to accidentally smell a butt, that's when it would happen. I feel like as long as you clean yourself well beforehand, it shouldn't be an issue. Hope that helps. Also, just wanted to say thanks for being so open on the podcast. It has really helped me feel more comfortable having open conversations about sex with my partners and friends. Um, I am in my 20s and started having a hoe phase after coming off of Zoloft. I felt like I had the sex drive of my teenage self again. Fuck yes. I was raised in a religious household, and even though I'm not religious, I've had a very complicated relationship with sex for most of my life. I was raised around purity culture, homophobia, and not ever discussing sex. Hearing open, honest conversations has helped me feel more comfortable with casual sex, which has been a lot of fun. Don't worry, I've been safe. I love the podcast and can't wait to hear what you and Liz talk about next week. Ah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. The seriously, like, it feels very, like, kind of self-aggrandizing to read those things out loud, but it actually means so much to us when y'all say these things to us, because, I don't know, it's just like... Because it, it, I think it's weird because um, we know people listen, but to us, we're just like dicking around on my couch for just like, like talking how we normally do yeah for like an hour yeah uh with and then there's a light blasting in our face that's the only difference and like we feel like y'all are our friends now ever since well, we especially s- since we added a camera it's like oh they're right here yeah hi welcome i'm so happy you're in our living room with us <laughs> this is our living room now mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah got ownership over your living room i think that your ex was just fucking with you i don't think he could actually smell your asshole okay i think that he was just 
trying to say something like gross. Yeah, because like yeah, I said something gross that he did. Yeah, I don't think he. I think it was like in jest, but maybe you thought you took it seriously. Maybe. I don't think he was like <laughs> trying to lie to you because I asked Mr. Liz at dinner last week. I was like, I have a couple questions for you that we discussed on the podcast, and I need your perspective. And then he's like. Oh God, what are you about to ask? <laughs> I was like, well, I, um, I explained the story of like your ex, like saying he could smell your butthole when he was hitting it from behind. And then he was like, that has never happened to me. <laughs> he's Thank like, no. God. And I was like, not even when you're like getting my butt plug out of my butt. And he's like, no. So, um, and then, uh, we also had a listener who, uh, tweeted at us yeah and he said that he's never mm-hmm. he's he's like approximate he calls me the ass shaman <laughs> yes hell yeah i want it to stick <laughs> ass shaman <laughs> um he said that zero percent of people will smell your butthole when they're hitting it from behind and um also oh i asked about the semen thing because when we were talking about like the oh the, memory, like the, the yeah the cum information yeah. yeah oh yeah 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 because I was like Why I was like what more? is the appeal like that's like so like why do you want to like come a lot and then um he was like I don't know because it's just like sad if it's just like Peh. <laughs> that's literally the sound that he made. <laughs> that is a good point actually <laughs> and then i was like so it's kind of like an ego thing he's like absolutely that makes sense that makes sense because like, be like, shots like, I'm like, like a thing. yeah yeah right that makes sense that it would be an ego thing and we did get a we got an email from a male listener and i'm sorry we we haven't read we didn't pre-screen our emails today like we usually do um we saw that it was very long <laughs> So we will read it and circle back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess I could read the PS because that's the only thing that my quick little scanning saw was about the the cum specifically. So this is from a cis straight man. He disclosed it at the top. So it's not just me being saying that. Um, he said, PS, more cum means better slash longer orgasm, at least for me. Also, it definitely makes me feel more like a masculine, manly man <laughs> when I can produce more cum. <laughs> maybe that's a social construct. Maybe it's evolutionary. Probably a bit of both. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll read your full email <laughs> a little later. I'm so later. excited to read it. Yeah, yeah. It looks, it looks like good. it looks spicy. I'm trying to see who wrote it. Yeah. No, I don't know them. Thank you so much. That's the, the, the amount of effort that goes into writing something like oh, this. Oh, seriously. Fucking hell. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And you guys always send us like... The most entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't, we never know what we're going to read. No. And it's always such a fucking wild ride. Sometimes, like, when we're setting up, we'll read one of the emails to each mm-hmm. other, like, that before we read it on air, and we're both just, like, audibly like guffawing at each other. Um, I asked uh, Squints about the butt thing, too. Okay. What? Bless his heart. He said exactly what I was expecting him to. Do you want to know the answer? And I was like, oh, God, I don't know. Do I? And he was like, I've never, I can honestly say, and you know that I would tell you, I've never smelled your butthole. (laughs) But he said that sometimes just because of like when you're like doing doggy, like the air wafts up, like the air has to go somewhere and sometimes it wafts up and it's kind of like a smell, but it's not like butt. It's not like poop smell. You know, it's just kind of like an undercarriage smell. I mean, an undercarriage (laughs) smell. You know? I mean, like, uh, 
genitals smell smell a certain way i don't think they smell bad no they just have a smell uh, yeah especially when you're fucking especially when you're fucking that's the smell of sex just hanging in the air after sex yeah it's just just fucking the way like spit kind of smells like something Mm -hmm. you know everything kind of smells like something yeah (laughs) anyways don't don't use um harsh chemicals on your genitals i don't know amen that's the gospel for today yeah um this one is titled the importance of foreplay a horror story topic let's do it and i just it it looks longer because i just zoomed in we're gonna read another email and the subject line of this one is the importance of foreplay a horror story Hello, lovely ladies. First, obviously, I need to say thank you for this podcast. You two are a true bright spot in my week and one of my favorite parasocial relationships. (laughs) Same. Um, I have always wanted to... I've always wanted more people to talk openly about all the things that you do. It makes me feel more normal. You're both so silly and caring and snarky and you're both the best. Okay, gushing over. I want to hug you. Yeah, that's so nice. (laughs) Can you send this to my mom? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i feel like i just got like a an outstanding on my behavior on my report card <laughs> um i have been thinking about sending this story into the podcast for a while and i probably should have sent it for your halloween episode but oh well and honestly as much as it's a, be- a bit gruesome i've never ever heard anyone i know say they share this experience oh, I'm so, excited. so i guess if other listeners have had this happen then we won't be alone anymore me Female 33, she, her. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay. So this happened to me twice. Once when I was 16 with the second guy I ever had sex with and again when I was 18. The first guy. We had been dating for a few months. It was high school. So neither of us had much experience with sex, but we knew I liked foreplay. But I knew I liked foreplay. Like a lot of foreplay. Like more than a teenage boy is able to give without losing his <laughs> mind apparently. <laughs> This meant I'd gotten used to guys just not really getting my engine running before hopping in there. So we're hooking up. There's some mild foreplay, some hand stuff. No going down on me because teenage boys eye roll. And then he, oh, and he goes to stick it in me. He's uncircumcised. He's a bit nervous. So I figured we'd have a bit of trouble anyways on top of me not quite ready, being ready to go. We get going eventually, like maybe a minute or two of trying to fully get in fully. (laughs) (laughs) and he goes for maybe 10 minutes i don't come but he says can we stop it's hurting a bit i'm like oh shit sure he pulls out winces we look down and there's blood everywhere not period blood not a tiny spot for me like over a cup of pretty intensely flowing blood we can't tell who's bleeding he immediately panics and i guess fully realizes how much pain he's in and sees it's coming from him and goes running to the bathroom i immediately have a panic attack thinking my vagina has teeth or is a f- is full of barbed wire you know normal vagina panic thoughts after about 20 minutes he finally lets me into the bathroom the bleeding has stopped but he's so stressed out and panicked he asks if maybe if i he asks if i can maybe just go home so his mom can take him to the hospital so i go home traumatized the next day he calls me it turns out he had torn his foreskin almost all the way off while we were fucking he had to be circumcised we didn't date for much longer oh my god but oddly have remained friends i guess that's a bond in a way 
As I said, the same thing happened to me again with another boyfriend when I was 18. That time, though, I still went into I still went into a panic attack and he was still very bloody. He didn't need to be circumcised, just stitched up and no sex for like eight months. I've never in my life heard of this. Needless to say, those two experiences were pretty awful and have made (laughs) have made have made me a huge proponent of excess foreplay. Please, if any listeners are using their penis to have sex with a vagina, make sure that vagina is truly ready to go. Better be safe than accidentally circumcised. <laughs> Love you, ladies. <laughs> I know this was a long email. Thanks for reading it. Oh, jeez. Holy, Holy shit. Fucking shit. <laughs> I can't believe it. The fact that it happened twice. Twice. I haven't even seen two Girl. uncircumcised penises. Wow. Now that I think about it. I mean, not in real life, not in, per- not in person. I, I've, I've only, only seen one. two. I've only seen two. Wow. Well, what are holy the, fuck. What are the I can't believe the first guy had to get circumcised. Oh my God. What a fucking nightmare. I. How? How? I have a million questions and I need a doctor on the phone now. <laughs> I'm seriously, truly, there's very rarely am I speechless. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I know. I'm going to Google this. I feel like when I used to have sex with my ex and I wasn't like wet enough, it would like hurt him a little bit. He was circumcised though. So like that we didn't, you know, there was no like pulling. I'm looking up ripping foreskin sex. Um, why has it torn? The small tag of skin on the underside of your penis between your foreskin and shaft of your penis is called the frenulum or banjo string. The Ew. frenulum is sometimes tight and can tear, usually during sex. I don't like banjo string at all. So I think it's like if their foreskin is too small for their dick, mm. maybe it just got so hard when they were having sex. So you did him a favor. Wow. <laughs> did, yeah, maybe. You know, if it was too tight, it had to go. It was going to happen eventually, right. I guess. You're the dick is the moral purgatory. of the story. You are their dick purgatory. And I yeah. love that for yeah. you. <laughs> well, I want to know if it was so the second guy, if that was also his first time having sex. Probably not. I mean, he didn't I'm, have to get I'm confused. Huh. I'm truly baffled. Um, it is common to tear the frenulum during masturbation and sexual intercourse. If the area tears over and over, scar tissue can form, making the frenulum less stretchy. This, in turn, makes it more likely to tear again. (laughs) So I wonder if that second guy went on to his dick tearing again. He couldn't have sex for eight months, though. The first guy. Yeah. Oh, the first guy. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, no, no. The second guy. You're right. You're right. Just stitched up and no sex for eight months. Fuck, fucking insane. I'm sure this has Ugh. happened to other people, but just not anyone you know. <laughs> oh my god. What? What? Thank you for sharing that. What the fuck? That was so fun. That was such a fun read. Yeah, that was such a wild we, ride. Because neither of us had read it no. until just now. Right, that was like a, re- so a reaction. Just like the pure, genuine like shock and like excitement. That's what we. That's what happens when we read your emails before we start recording. Is normally yeah, that is what you just out. heard. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess we learned a little bit today. Yeah, we did. I can't believe this happened twice. That's what really makes the story. Yeah. So fucking wild. It's just wild. that it happened more than once. <laughs> One time, insane enough. Second time, <laughs> I I would be like, what are the fucking odds? 
you should you should what are the fucking odds yeah hey <laughs> this girl needs to enter the lottery i'm kidding i'm kind of jealous feel though like, i want yeah. teeth in my vagina <laughs> i'm just kidding did you ever see teeth the movie no let you have to it's so good um um yeah also you- to to circle back to what the the listener wrote foreplay is important it really you is. gotta you gotta put the key in before you can start the engine or something i don't know you that's gotta, not a good a- analogy you gotta blow into the game before you put it in your nintendo yeah yeah blow into <laughs> it's like the nerdiest thing that blow into the vagina like a game like a yeah. Like a Nintendo 64 carton. You gotta wet just the envelope before you stick it. Open it and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> like a harmonica. <laughs> yeah. Please don't blow into anyone's vagina like a balloon. No. I feel like that won't... You'll just, you're just gonna get a queef back in your face, I think. Yeah. It'll blow your bangs back. Oh, this reminds me. I saw Whitney Cummings on Saturday. Oh, cool. F- like, incredible. Like her stand up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And <laughs> just out in the wild. Yeah. Just saw her walking around and was like, hey, you want to talk about sex? No. So she was talking about um, how men, like, there's like moments in sex that, like, any sound that happens during sex, like, you can kind of laugh about or, like, is like a good sound, except for your knees popping. That was the joke. But. <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about queefs and she's like men fucking love when they can make you queef because that's like oh my dick caused so much room in your vagina that it made that sound and like i had never thought about it like that i think it's when it's like really tight but there's a little air inside yeah that's and like, what a queef is and like that his dick made that room in there for it to be okay to make a fart and then they <laughs> pull out and it's like yeah yeah and i guess that's a good feeling for them as something new I that hate I learned. It, I do too. Personally. I can't help but laugh. My favorite thing is when I like, always say sorry. Jeez. And then they're like, you don't I have to apologize for that. When I was dating a comedian, I queefed and I said sorry and he was like, It's okay. And then months later I found out that he thought that I farted in that moment. He's like, You farted in front of me. I'm like, No, I I haven't. And, and he brought that up and you're like, That was a queef. That came from my so he thought that for came from months, my china pot <laughs> he thought for months i just farted during sex which is like fine but like no <laughs> that's not fine i was like still in the phase of trying to look super cool then that's embarrassing <laughs> i was embarrassed and i didn't even know that i was embarrassed i don't know if you should be embarrassed that he thought you farted or if he should be embarrassed that he didn't know it was a queef <laughs> true <laughs> you know true thank you and i feel you better are, you're welcome okay Ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this. This is not the sex fact, but I just want to share it. The German... F- oh, wait. Sex fact of the week. Sex fact of the week. Sex fact of the week. I can't go Whistle any higher tones. than that. Yeah. yeah. Take that Ariana Grande. Oh, we woke up, we woke up the cat. Ariana Venti is here. <laughs> the German for a contraceptive is... Schwangerschaftsverhutensmittel. Wait, I want to see that. By the time you finish saying it, it's too late. I already I checked on other parts of the internet to see if it's true, and it is. <laughs> Wait, where is it? the The German word for contraception. Schwangerschaftsver. Schwangerschaftsver. 
Mungshmittal. Smittal. <laughs> Do you think they made it like the other shaft for Hungshmittal? What a beautiful language. Okay. I just wanted to share that. The actual sex fact of the week. Um, oh, where did it go? Oh. A single human male produces enough sperm in two weeks to impregnate every fertile woman on the planet. I guess that makes sense because there's like a lot of sperm in ejaculation. Like a lot. Wild. I don't like it. <laughs> it's a sad, sad sex fact of the week. I don't, I don't trust sad, it. I don't like it. I don't trust it. Fact We've been really into... Uh, We've tiny violin. <laughs> We've been really into uh, cum facts. Love cum facts. Cum facts. Cum facts. No printer. <laughs> Instead of car facts, it's cum facts. Yeah. yeah what's the car facts? Show me the line? cum facts. Yeah. Show me the cum facts. <laughs> and then we have our mascot, the the cum fox. <laughs> It's just George. Someone draw it's us just the George fox? Clooney wearing I know that fox there are ears. talented the artists fox. that listen. I'm afraid to see what that would look like. I want it to be our mascot. Um, I, I'm just imagining it's like an anime girl with giant tits. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's just a furry. I'm picturing like a fox, <laughs> just like with like just like a douchebag, like frat boy fox. Called the cum fox. So like the fantastic Mr. Fox, but like wearing a snapback. The fantastic Mr. Fox. (laughs) (laughs) We've had too many like self-affirming high fives this episode. But good though. All right. Well, no. We love you. We love you. We love you. (laughs) Our children. Thanks, that's the lowest I can go. That's beautiful. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.